0: You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 13. Dough. No. What?
1: <laughs> Nothing.
0: Well, you went, dough. What does that mean? No,
1: but you can't do the 13th episode. Why not?
0: Because That's... it's bad luck. But last was one was 12, sick. and this one is 13. Ugh. All right, let me do it again. <laughs> let me just do it again. It,
1: do the 13th episode.
0: Who's making the shit noise?
2: Jesus. I had to go get something. Yeah, you're strapping
0: one on. That's what you're doing. That's (laughs) right. Hit the mute button first, buddy. No, he doesn't. No. No, he doesn't do that. Here we go. Professional this time. This is the one. Uh, You are... Oh, (laughs) jeez. You are... You... (laughs) Why that... Alright, here we go. Stop okay. it. Here we go. <laughs> it's like the guy can't do anything without making a freaking sound. David. Yes. Oh my lord. Stop, stop, stop. <clears throat> Toy boat. You are listening to Eleven O'Clock Comics episode fourteen.
3: Woo-hoo.
4: Light it, light it, light it, light it, light it, light it, light it.
0: Okay. Hello, and welcome to 11 O'Clock Comics. I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Go ahead. <laughs> save, save the animals.
1: <sighs> I'm Chris Naisman.
5: I'm David Price. That was Vince B., and I'm James Rody Rhodes.
0: Wow. It's a Punisher. They pulled a Punisher on you. They made you black. Oh. That's
5: right. Yeah. Surgery. They made me black, Vince. I think we need... You might have for- forgotten what I look
0: like. You're you're white. What? You're, you're as white as I am. I don't know about that. I'm kind of olive actually. All right, <laughs> let me let's just Bring let's just uh, let's just do that again. Stop. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to eleven o'clock comics. I'm Vince B. I'm Christopher Niesman. I'm David Price, and I'm Nathan Fillian, aka Jim
1: Rohde. aka, right.
0: aka. Also canone as mm-hmm. Jason Wood.
1: <laughs> is it, it, speaking of Fillion, did you guys... Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Did, did you see the Joss Whedon musical thing that's on iTunes? That,
5: why do you think I said I'm Nathan philian That I, is... That's what I wanted to talk about tonight. What, what, is, what is that? It, I'm out of the loop. Dr. Good. Horrible's sing-along blog. Is Apparently that, during... Go ahead. What?
0: No, is that with the... the what's his name? who was Neil the kid, Patrick Harris. Yeah, the kid doctor. What was his name? Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser, thank you. I don't watch from, TV. From Starship Troopers.
5: See, it's uh it's only on iTunes. It's only available on iTunes.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Mhm. We got Do dur- Yeah, dude, see say. this professional shit right out the window again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's, well, it is episode 13, so.
5: Seriously? No, I was going to say Chris. Uh, Chris, Chris led me right in. I, that's that was I have sitting here highlighted. I wanted to talk about that today. And, and I uh, ruined it. Yeah, there
1: well, you that's go. Okay. Actually, did you um did you get uh are are you subscribed to the Warren Ellis uh, uh Bad Signal newsletter? His email us. Yes. No. Did, did, okay, well David David is you got that email today where he was kind of commending Whedon for doing that and putting out you know kind of a, a high quality, smart web only content. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, Whedon um, totally um, self financed that, like hmm? spent spent uh, what, a couple hundred grand or something putting that together. That's too cool. Well it's not yeah. like yeah. he
0: doesn't have the money.
1: Yeah, it, it was funny because uh, in uh, in Ellis's email, the, you know, he made it sound like Whedon tapped his his uh, his his life savings. I'm like, yeah, I think Josh <laughs> yeah. probably has a couple more bucks in the <laughs> in the bank. So yeah, but, so so uh,
5: the premise have you have any of the, any of you guys seen it? Or am I the only one?
2: I've only seen up. the first couple of minutes of the first. I think I stopped it where uh, where he was talking about the gold bar being. Transported, but after that, I, I was going to go back to it. Found out that the website wasn't, or Hulu wasn't playing them anymore, and now I'm going to buy the uh, the season pass yeah. through iTunes.
5: Yeah, so it was interesting. They right, they they showed them for free on Hulu and DoctorHorrible.com, and then I guess on July 20th they stopped being free and available, and right. you had to get them through iTunes. I got them right through iTunes because I didn't know that you could get them free somewhere else. But uh, it's pretty cool. So it's Joss Whedon. And I, I don't know if it's his brothers and, or or sister, cousins, but there's a couple other Whedons involved. And they, I guess this was all done during the uh, writer strike uh, that was going on, and they, he wanted to do something to keep himself busy. So he wrote, uh, it's a three-part musical, and it stars three people, Nathan Fillion, who people know from uh, Firefly. He was uh, the, the guy in Firefly. The, the I captain. know him as Caleb from Buffy. Okay, exactly. That's true too. Oh, that's uh, so, much, so
1: much, so much better in Firefly.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris, who is the the as named Doctor Horrible, and then Felicia Day, who was she was on a season of Buffy uh, as one of the, um, I guess the villainesses. Uh, but I I, don't, I didn't know her before, before I didn't recognize her until I looked her up in the credits. But uh, yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty hilarious. The premise is Neil Patrick Harris is Doctor Horrible, and he's a wannabe super villain and he invents things, and it's essentially uh, his video blog that you're watching, but in the midst of him doing a video blog about trying to get into the evil league of evil, he uh, he breaks out into a song, and it's these highly produced Broadway-caliber parody songs about being a villain and superheroes and saving the world, and uh, and it's sort of like a love triangle between himself, his arch enemy, who is... Nathan Fillion, who's known as Captain Hammer, and then this Felicia Day, who's just an average girl that they both fall for. Uh, It's three-part, 15 minutes apart, and I watched them all today on the way home, and it's freaking hilarious. So you guys can go to drhorrible.com and check it out, and there's even a, I saw today, there's a MySpace Presents online comic book featuring the Nathan Fillion character as well.
0: Uh, Wow, I I have two questions. Mm -hmm. One, do you have to pay for this?
2: Through uh, iTunes, did, yes,
5: do, yes. Well, how
0: much yes, is it?
2: It's three ninety nine for the. Oh, well, I saw it for three ninety nine for the season pass. Or, or maybe
5: it is three ninety nine. I $3.99. think
2: maybe maybe two bucks an episode. That could be right. That sounds right because there's there's, there's, there's there's only three episodes so far. Yeah.
0: Well, th- okay, see, that's here. pretty. Cu- I'm cu- curious about that because he tried that with Firefly, didn't he? To to try and raise money for Fly- Firefly by soliciting people. Asking them online how much they would pay f- per episode if he did mm-hmm. produce, uh, so that's kind of the same thing, right?
1: Yep,
2: I guess yeah. yeah. Well, these you know, these uh, run about what thirteen minutes or so, thirteen fourteen minutes. Yeah, it's about
5: thirteen fourteen minutes each. Mm-hmm.
1: There's well, and, and, it'll it'll end up. Uh, uh, it was the other thing that uh, Ellis said is that it's going to be kind of like the first I to DVD, kind of playing on the on mm-hmm. the um, D to DVD. Uh, they're yeah, I'm. I'm Sure that you're going to see this end up on uh, on DVD pretty soon. You see what else uh, is available on iTunes now? And uh, speaking of of comic books and comic related stuff, have you guys seen Invincible? The uh mm-hmm. can video comic books. Yeah. Uh, have you have you have you seen them though?
3: Yeah,
5: I have. Yes, our good buddy Mister Vince B. I don't think is a fan
0: though. No, I'm not.
1: Um, I think it's kind of it's it's not how I. Plan on reading or watching my comic books, but for I, I think it's it's not for us. I think it's for people that exactly may, may be interested in comics. To um, and, and from that, that viewpoint, I think it's I think it's cool as all get out.
0: Yeah, I'm not poo-pooing Thank the format too. or the execution for the majority. For if it gets Invincible out there in front of people who have never encountered the character or the comic before, then great. But it's not for me. It's just—it's too chaotic, and the the words are wobbling all over the place and shit. I don't know. That's not how I want to read, my, my invincible. But it is a very good idea, and I and I hope it it attracts more because if there's ever a comic that deserves more readers, it's invincible. But it. you're all about the chaos, Vince. I am about the <laughs> chaos, but I'm not about the queasy stomach when the shit bouncing all over the screen that you're supposed to read. <laughs> I, and uh, you know that, thats not. the guy that
5: collects four-inch vinyl monsters. And yes. Has
1: them all- <laughs> well. well. <laughs> Speaking of queasy stomachs, we should probably get the drink roll call out of the out of the way here before we get too much mm. deeper. So, um uh we'll start at the at the top here. Uh, Mr. Wood, what are you drinking tonight?
5: You know, uh, a a good friend of mine turned me onto this cool new drink. It's called a Chupacabra. Have you heard of it?
1: <laughs> Very cool. What do you think of it? It's damn
5: tasty. I'm on my second one actually.
1: Second one of the evening.
0: They go Ladies down easy.
5: Game. Kudos to you. I'll I'll leave the description to you. Where did you get okay. the
0: goat the goat blood?
5: <laughs> From one of my goats.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. I,
5: I didn't that feed my dog, dog for three days, and I had him go out there and tear his throat apart. E-
1: <laughs> excellent. How you, Price?
5: I'm back
2: to uh, to the greyhound again this week, which we found out what I was calling a grapefruit juice and vodka. The actual name of it is a Greyhound, so I'm going by that name this week. And tomorrow after work, I plan on hitting the liquor store, so I hope to switch things up next week.
0: You thank Tim for that. Yes, I can. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. And we have to remember to keep it to a certain uh, length because Dallin is exercising to our show. So what do we do? Do we stop Tiki from going in the hospital with a stroke by going over an hour, or do we give Dallin... The much-needed exercise you know
2: well you know what if we go over then if 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 tim needs to go to the hospital then Dallin can run to his house pick him up and
0: take him there <laughs> there you go and Dallin's such a nice guy he probably would do it too <laughs> what are you drinking chris
1: uh, I am drinking uh an El Chupacabra, uh, same thing that uh, that Jace is uh is drinking, and it is uh it's a good summertime drink. It is uh, one ounce of. Apple vodka, two ounces of sweet and sour mix, uh, a couple of maraschino cherries, and uh, you just mix that uh, over ice and stir it up good, and and um, yeah, just sit back on the back deck and enjoy. It is uh, it's really tart and uh, and just a, a really good summer drink. Mm-hmm. So cool and the the inspiration for this drink is uh to go along with my comic shots article over at iFanboy which you can you can check that out now um was uh proof which we've been talking about on the show and uh and each week over iFanboy I'm doing a comic shots article with uh, a drink and a corresponding comic and uh the first trade for proof was uh about uh, an el Chupacabra, uh, the the goat sucker, so uh, you can go over there and get the the full recipe and, and read my full review on proof if you would like
3: yeah
2: now, 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 now b- b- I want to ask you something about the drink, but we haven't heard from uh, we haven't heard from vince yet
0: well speaking of proof, did you guys check out the image solicitations for October? What does that have to do with what you're drinking? It, no, it has to do with <laughs> proof proof is going up to three hundred fifty.
2: Yes, you did post that.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. That's okay. That's worth it. Oh no, it
0: is. It's it's very much worth it. But it's a trend that I'm not particularly fond of. Across the board, there are certain books that I will gladly pay three fifty for. Madman Atomic Comics, take my three fifty. Right. Proof, proof is the same way. Love it. Take the three fifty. But if the majors are going to notice this and seeing that it's being somewhat accepted. Then I think it's only a matter of time before Marvel and DC jacks them up to three fifty. No, I, no I, I, I'm hoping no, not.
1: No, Marvel will jump right over that. They're going to go right to right to four bucks. There are no, no, bucks. no, no. Yeah, dude, they're, they're already doing it. And 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 so is DC to to a more limited extent. But yeah, the 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 age of the twenty-two page four dollar comic is is here. I mean, it has arrived.
6: I don't think so.
0: Remember back in the old days, we used to jump a nickel, sometimes Mm -hmm. a dime. Now it's like the last jump was the uh, Marvel two fifty to two ninety nine jump.
2: How long were they at two fifty? Because they were two and a quarter for a while, and then I kind of I wasn't reading them every month, and then I noticed that they were two ninety nine. So I don't know how long they were two fifty.
0: It it was in 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 terms of the jumps before it, the duration, two the two fifty did not last very long.
2: So it was like the sixty five cent to seventy five cent yeah, jump. Yeah,
0: kinda like yeah, yeah. Okay. And and you know, DC could have been the the, the good guy. They, they they Marvel did it first and I think there was a month or maybe two where Marvel's books were two ninety nine and DC's were still two fifty. D C could have stuck it out with that major uh, corporate corporate backing that they have, but no, they they followed suit and upped them to two ninety nine. But I, I don't. I'd be really surprised if across the board three ninety nine books are going to be the trend. That that would be really shocking.
1: I'd say by the, by the end of two thousand nine, will be my uh, guess. I hope not. Yeah. What are you drinking? I'm,
0: Thank I'm, you. I'm. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm drinking Killian's Irish Red. Okay. Yeah. I'm a creature <laughs> be of a sponsor habit. Soon, I think. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. Yeah. We could try to get Sarah McLaughlin too.
2: <laughs> I love, love the way you say her name.
0: Sarah, I do that to my kids. Cause you ever, did you ever see the commercial? Yes. And it's, they, they hate the commercial. Oh, dude, I, I, can't, I, can't I can't watch, watch can't that commercial. Say, I yeah, really, and that's the same way with my kids, too. They see the animal suffering they can't watch it. So to alleviate that kind of shock, I put on the brogue. Like, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Save the animals, you know, and they make some giggle, and then I change the channel.
1: You so. know, you know what Marta does? She yeah. goes over to the computer and and types up Pet Finder and and start and start showing me all of the you know all of the special needs dogs and all of the dog shelters that uh. that we should adopt. <laughs> stop it, get away from me! Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's going completely it's, over my head. What are you guys talking about?
0: It's oh. she has she has this what the, this uh, save the pet thing? Uh, what's yeah. it called? It's not. PETA, what is it?
1: No, it's, um... It's a dog rescues. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and they show these horrible pictures of, like, these one-eyed freaking dogs and, and just dogs that have Chill. been abused and cats. Like, it's, it's a horrible, horrible commercial, but it really does the job. I mean, you can't watch this thing and not feel for these animals. But what,
2: what kills me, and, and even an animal planet will do it, too, like during, uh, like, say, Puppy Bowl or when there are. What? The, oh, you've <laughs> never. You've never, No, no, no. No, you've never, you've never heard of Puppy Bowl? It sounds like lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not in the right continent for that. The uh, it it's, it takes place. It's on Sunday. It's on during Super Bowl Sunday. It's for I guess for people that don't want to watch the Super Bowl. And they and and Animal Planet just gets a bunch of of puppies and puts them in this room that's made up to look like a uh, a football field. And they just throw a bunch of toys in there, and the dogs are just you know playing with each other and going crazy. So I that's mean, and it's weird. it's called the Puppy Bowl, but. <laughs> If they, you know, during, it's not like we're sitting sit
5: in, card at the door before watching that? Or?
2: <laughs> no, it's called, it's called flipping the channels, dude. <laughs>
3: it's,
5: when the Super uh, Bowl's it's... on, it's called watching the Super Bowl and then getting up to pee and have a beer in betwixt. Get hey,
0: this. I, Here's there. something for you. I have never, ever seen a Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen one in its entirety. Oh, no, my Lord.
0: I've never, I've never, I've never sat through an entire football game, never mind a, a Super Bowl. The most what? football I've ever watched on television was maybe ten minutes when my dad used to watch it. Wow. I, I don't I don't watch sports.
1: I don't think since I've been twelve I, I haven't watched the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I mean yeah. I,
0: I go
5: to, I go to eight games a year, so I I, <laughs> I am yeah. loving
1: all this comic talk. Yeah, hey, there hey, you I go. T- I, t- I tell you what, it it, it has been a huge week in new releases and everything. And that, news, that's it's San Diego and time. News, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of San Diego talks. So, um,
0: well, let's get this ball rolling. Is what you're I t- trying there, to say? There's one
1: thing I I definitely wanted to bring up because it's been solicited for probably well, well yeah, probably whenever I was 12, I think it was first solicited. <laughs> um, the American Flag Omnibus finally came out this week. Yep. Did I've you guys read pick it. this up? Me either. I'm, and I've been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. I intentionally haven't read it for the last couple of years because this has been this has been you know solicited to come out. Um, who who has it?
0: No, I didn't buy it because I have all the issues.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What have you gotten it yet? Uh, it's
5: coming to me. I
1: haven't received okay. it yet. And and David, you haven't gotten it yet. I haven't yet. No. It is it is gorgeous. It's not oversized. It's it's. Uh, more along the lines of what DC is doing with their their omnibus line, and it's that just really gorgeous, high quality, um, uh, uncoated stock. So, but it's 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 actually a little bit um, higher quality page than than what the the Kirby omnibuses are. It's the uh,
0: Toilet paper is higher quality paper. Oh,
3: well, yeah, cameras. I mean
1: it's yeah these these are but yeah it's gorgeous. So I- anyone out there that was looking at the the American flag omnibus and thinking whether they should get it or not, um, it, it's it's packaged wonderfully. Yeah,
0: I had it's a touch like, one
1: mm-hmm. to I, see I if it was to, actually there
0: because I didn't believe it was real. Yeah, it was like this <laughs> mirage, sure, and okay, there you go, it was there.
1: Well, this is one of Sal's. All time favorite comics. So yeah. he's been he's been talking about this uh, with me for a couple of years now. It's he said it was it was one of the first comics that really showed him that comics could could do more and be more than what he um, thought they could, and right. it was one, really kind of the first mature title um, comic that that he sure. ever read. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: And David, who's yes, the who's the unsung hero of American flag? <laughs> Raul the Cat? No, in terms of the <laughs> in, in, in terms of the production of the comic, who 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 usually goes unheard?
2: Oh, oh uh, well, no. See, I don't know if I'm thinking Cam Brusenak. There you go. But yeah. I don't think he. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't consider him unsung on American Flag. I think he was as as almost as integral as, as Shaken was.
0: No, I'm saying he didn't get as much love but, as. Shaken no, you're absolutely
2: him. right. But I, 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 it's not like. You know, I would definitely see the see the tracer? No. no. <laughs> yeah. oh, and bite your tongue, slick. Nut
0: shot. That was he great. uh
2: <laughs> he uh he was he was the letterer. Revolutionary letterer. <laughs> yes. Kidding. And and he uh and and I wouldn't and when I say that I wouldn't call him unsung, I'd call someone like unfortunately. John Workman on Thor or Bob Lapin on on, uh, on Justice League or even maybe Orzachowski on the Mutant books and Spawn, Bruzenak made American Flag look the way it looked as far as how you were going to read it. So, I, I mean, I know what you're saying, Howard Shakin got all the love, but mm. Bru- Bruzenak is up there when it comes to who you, you were happy to see in that book. Yeah, how about yeah. Morales' Secret Invasion?
1: That's am, an anchor. I am not familiar with the book that you speak of.
2: <laughs> it's like that TV show on A and E, Chris, minute by minute. I don't get it. I don't watch there's, there There's a TV show about that that talks about A and E. Yeah, you know. Sorry, I don't like all these guys in spandex. You know, running and tapping each other's asses. Um, they, yeah, uh, they, yeah, they're drawn, dude. They. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a show it's i'll tell you about it afterwards
0: okay well yeah let's get back to the uh the san diego news um yeah, let's do it the the latest thing that i heard was jeff johns and ethan van skyver on flash rebirth mm-hmm. and the dude in the red and yellow is none other than barry allen cool yeah, yeah i don't know i i no. I, I don't I, know who, who's, I, I who's know. right the, I mean. exactly uh, that's, what, right. that's where that's I'm, where i'm i'm sliding into that if there's anybody who can do justice to the character and the history it's john's but let's be honest barry allen's a square he's boring
1: so <laughs> well, so's Hal. Yeah, no, I more know.
0: More. Yeah, oh yeah,
1: Hal's boring. Yeah, too. hey, no, see, you, Hal, before before Jeff Johns got a hold of him, Hal's a boring fucking character. He, he is. Been, he's been mishandled and mistreated for so many years. That that's why they. That's I mean, look at it. that's why they killed him off. He was a go nowhere character, and then Johns got a hold of him, and now I'm a huge Green Lantern fan.
0: I'm there, I'm with you. I, I I do like Hal as a character, but he's kind of tight-assed, and there there's nothing really spontaneous about Hal. And I I see Barry in the same kind of way. His he should be uh, not judged, but he should be known for the sacrifice that Barry needs to stay dead. In yeah, my
1: opinion, yeah, Sound but like that's that, that sacrifice. Yeah, that sacrifice was twenty five years ago,
0: right? So, but Wally is a much more vivid character than Barry. Wally is my Flash. Wally's probably your Flash, and I'm sure Tom's
1: Flash, right? Uh, Tom, uh, mm -hmm. you know what? You know what? It's all about good stories. If, it is. If they're going to bring him back and they're going to write good stories with, with Barry, and if Wally can continue to, you know, it, it's been a big enough universe to have Jay and Wally and Bart for a while, all, you know, as the DC speedsters. I don't mind there being another Flash. It would be interesting to see if there's like two actual Flashes wearing the same costume. But you know what? Jeff Johns is doing it. And whatever he does, I, I trust him. And whatever he ends up doing is going to be awesome. So, well, he, here's he, a question well, for it. you, DC mm-hmm. guys: um, What's the last Bad John's
5: comic that you read? One that you didn't necessarily care for, because I don't I, think I ever have. But
1: but I'm In, able to Infinite re- Crisis number seven. Yeah, thank you.
0: See, yeah, but see, that's a case of editorial dictating what yep. had to happen.
3: I
1: didn't
5: even see, remember that he wrote that. Down. See, I don't,
2: I don't, I don't know because I read, I read, um, and no, I, I agree with you, Vince, that I think editorial had a hand in it, um, but I saw something, I read something this week that reminded me a little bit of what I dislike the most about Infinite Crisis and Sinestro Corps War, and it appeared in Rogue's mm-hmm. Revenge and. I'm not. I'm not really feeling what 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 Johns is doing as far as writing certain characters.
0: Hmm. Elaborate, please. Watch that out a bit. Uh, I think,
2: and I don't know if if,
3: uh,
2: if <laughs> I it, if think it, David, it,
1: I think David hears all the sharpening our knives.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's a hey, it's you know. No, everything,
1: go no, go for it. Go for it. I, go for no, it.
2: And I was—it's funny. I was talking to Vince yesterday, and I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. And then he was calling me gun shy. So, this is uh, this is this, this is the vodka. We'll say um, one thing I really hate is Superboy Prime. I can't stand the whiny little bitch. I don't. You can. You can. Sure. Posted. I know, no, 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 but it's not—it's not the kind of hate where, oh, he's so well written, it, and and that's the reason why I like it, like a bad guy in a movie or something like that.
0: And how could you? I'm not to interrupt you, but how could you say that? How could I say what? That it's not because it's—he's well written. You you detest that character. The only way you encounter that character is the way it's written and the way he's drawn. Yeah, So it is, it is the way he's written. It's just it's, that.
2: Right, and and instead of instead of him being like the guy you, you love to hate, it's it was it was tried it was explained to me once that well here he is with with, uh, with Alexander Luthor who was of course manipulating him because obviously Luthor had a plan which led to Infinite Crisis or played out in Infinite Crisis and but you also had the original Cal L. And Lois, and he had Lois, you know, Cal had Lois to tend to, so he's, he couldn't spend all his time and all his attention on Superboy. So obviously, maybe Superboy is going to be a little off kilter. But if you're s- constantly surrounded by the greatest superhero ever, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard for me to believe that he would go on this rampage and just piss and moan and cry and whine about every little thing. And...
1: Finish up, and, and then I'll I'll give you my perspective on on Prime. But that's but fine.
2: And 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 what I what I didn't like, aside from some of the art in Rogues Revenge, I didn't like inertia. It, if if, if you, I'm reading Green Lantern, but if you're not reading JSA or you're not reading Superman or you're not reading a lot of what Johns is doing right now, and you go from Infinite Crisis. And Sinestro Corps, where you had Superboy Prime being his whiny little self, and even a special about Superboy Prime, which didn't do anything to make me care for the character anymore, you now have inertia being brought back, who all he wants to do is, well, I killed Bart, and now I'm going to go in after Wally and his kids, and it's like, I'm so tired of these little psychopathic little whiny bitchy characters that all they have is is vengeance and they have this vindictive streak and it it turned me off
5: after i got to that part in the issue i can understand that i don't like prime either but prime is sort of a proxy for fanboys isn't he i mean isn't it really
1: uh well where where what what is earth prime you know that's that's our earth yes it's our it's our earth he grew up as right. as a comic book fan and his existence his world was kind of wiped out and and yeah he's very uh, you know pissed off about that and the the heroes in the dc universe are not acting like the heroes that he thinks they should be and he is a- so he's gonna
2: he's, he's gonna rip off arms and 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 kill characters to prove that he's better than they are well, let if me he's ask this, evil, if, if, if. yes, he's evil. But he, but, but we're 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 supposed to think that he's doing what he thinks is right, and I, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 almost like they're trying to.
1: He's I don't know. He's, like, he's psychotic.
0: You're right. You're not supposed to like him. But remember, he was trapped in essentially a room mm-hmm. for how many for how many years. Mm-hmm. That would drive anybody batshit. Yes. The the the, the fact that. Superman didn't go wonky is because he had a tend to Lois, and and you got to tap like, it out, yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> and and like you said, you know he's the the greatest hero ever, so he has a resiliency that the boy did, may not have had.
1: And I, and Luther spent decades priming him, no pun intended, for yeah. what was going to happen. Right. And, and let me just and, say, and oh, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. I was just going to say. So, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you can't really. I'm not defending the character. I, I cannot stand the the character. His his mere appearance on a, in a panel drives me crazy. I just yep. detest him, and mm-hmm. I think that's what we're supposed to do. And I hate him for the death of Connor. That's the the major thing that I hate. It, it, why he had to wipe away that character. We know why—legal reasons—but yeah. that 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 kid was so vital, and and growing up into, he was being—he's a legacy character. He was taking on, eventually, would probably take on the role of the greatest American hero, Superman. Mm-hmm. And to, to be mean, to be snuffed out like that was a major blow. I mean, that that page had power.
5: Mm-hmm. David, I would say this—I mean, relative to the to the Superboy Prime—and I think we're on agreement that that I wouldn't mind if they put him on on ice for a bit but I always laugh because if you think about him pretend for a second that any number of the comics message boards out there that one of the guys that you read a thread from every single day got superpowers. (laughs)
1: He he wouldn't be doing the same thing? You're (laughs) not Aquaman. Aquaman doesn't have a sword. sword, All (laughs) the
5: rants and bitching that we see on message boards these days, you don't mean to tell me if one of them had superpowers he wouldn't be blowing up the earth? I mean come on.
0: And you know when you think about it that's Morrison-esque way of thinking. Mm-hmm. That that's that's like taking the the fiction and making it real, and it's it's it is a little on the creepy side, and I can totally sympathise with David.
6: Hey everyone out there, this is Damien from Cryptographic, and welcome to Heavenside. And I've just coming to you with a bit of an appeal at the moment, Josh is who. We know from workers, 30 Days of Night, Horicide, Dial M for Murder, and um, the new Rune book that's coming out. He's fighting for his life at the moment with cancer. Now, one thing that I would really like to do is to put out there that Boom Studios is actually doing a, an anthology-type book for him. It's actually got a cover by Ben Temple-Smith. There's actually an alternate cover that's done by Josh himself. You've actually got Steve Niles, who does a prose story in there. B. Clay Moore's got the start of, actually, his Blue Jacket series, which he's hoping to actually come up into a series next year. So if you want to jump on top of that, you should grab that one. You have Joshua Fialkov actually doing a story in there Sort of a uh, cowboy Western type thing in there, as well, and Cody Chamberlain, who we all know from punk 's the comic is going to be doing something in there as well. I really urge anybody who hasn 't actually picked it up to try to order this book there 's actually two order codes for it for the ones with the ben templesmith cover it 's um j u l zero eight three seven five nine and that book is three ninety nine for the special donation cover by Josh is the code is j u l zero eight three seven five eight now that one 's actually going for nine ninety nine but also that um boom is actually giving all proceeds of this actually to josh since you know a m- lot of the artists over there don't have health insurance and fighting cancer is something that's really hard for a lot of people out there I've, I've lost quite a few friends actually to cancer myself so i really want to actually support this one and get you guys to get it if you're going to san diego this year if you hear this before you go to san diego i really recommend actually going and picking up a copy there at the boom booth it's really going to a worthwhile cause because, you know, it's hard when we all donate for creators who have long gone and this is one who's still around and we want him to be able to beat this thing. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time.
0: David and I were talking and he's like, dude, I, I'm looking at this Colins art and I, for the life of me, I can't tell you what it reminds me of. And, and he, he finally got it. And what, what, what did you say? I
2: said, and I don't, should I preface this with how I think, why I think that way, or because I'm going to say the artist's name and the people that know are going to be like, "No, I'm way off." But
0: oh, you speak your mind, buddy.
2: It's it's um, when right, I see, wait, no, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> no, when it's um, I, I first of all, I thought the two page spread of the rogues coming into the room that was killer. That was awesome. That was great. He had he had it was nice. It was tight. But then you get into uh, like the cops when they were ta- when when they were um, looking over the files, and it's 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 like he, you know, people might be down on Steve Dillon because of how thick his line is, but Steve Dillon knows what lines not to put in. Colin seems to want to put everything into the panel. He's like George Perez, but his his. His, oh. br- his brush – no, no, I'm saying he's like George Perez with the detail, but his his brush is so thick and so gunked up with ink that it's not even – you can't tell where anything is going in the artwork. And the colors were a little dark in this issue, but there was – it dawned on me when I see like wrinkles or creases in, in clothes and, and it's a clean line – Thanks to Heavy Metal Magazine, I became familiar with the artist Daniel Torres, and he had a character called, he had a strip called Hector, he had a a comic called Rocco Vargas, and he has a tendency to draw clothes a certain way, and, and draw these characters that way, and I see his style in the Collins artwork, but Collins doesn't seem to know where to stop putting the detail in, and because the line is so thick, it gets a little garbled, so the art wasn't as clean as it could have been, and that's why the art didn't appeal to me the way it, had, it has so many other people.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Re- res- respectfully, because you're my, my, my brother, I think you're nuts. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but, that's fine. <laughs> but, I wouldn't
2: be doing this if I wasn't. Right.
0: <laughs> I, when I look at Collins's art in this comic, I see John Severin.
2: No, you're right, and I agree yeah. with you there, too. I do see that in some of the faces, yes.
0: He's he's got a, a way with detail like Severin has. He's got a a, a knack for uh, facial features and expressions. And I I think this is the best Colin's art I've seen in a long long time. I'll agree it's with almost, you there. Yeah,
1: doing what he was doing on Flash earlier. So oh said, yeah, But it's not. It's not what he was doing on Omega Flight. Oh right. exactly, exactly. Yes. and it's also Eventually.
0: not. It's not the Beyond which, yes. was, right. we, which I was, was good. was good.
5: last week a bit that, that yeah. I asked you guys if if Collins was it a case of who was inking him or if he got inked because I thought that this looked a lot better than what I typically think of from from Collins is from the Marvel side of things. So, yeah. yes, I agree.
0: I, I think our boy Collins is entering a, uh, a golden age, but that's just me, you know?
5: Speaking of artists real quick and then we can move on. I don't want to dwell on this, but I just have to say one thing. One of the comics I did get a chance to read this week was X Factor Thirty Three, and I know there was a little con- controversy between two of our favorite Jewish <laughs> podcasters last week over yeah. uh, Mister Larry Stroman. So, just for the sake of weighing in, uh, the, the the atheist will weigh in on this one, uh, I I do love Larry Stroman from back in the day, but I, <laughs> the art was a little bit existential, I think for. A mainstream comic book.
0: Oh, I, bring it on! <laughs> that, that, that's what I loved about it.
5: Yeah. None of the characters looked remotely human, and I don't oh, think that's. What it be. I don't know
0: about yeah.
2: that. Siren was hot. Val Cooper actually, you uh, Val Cooper actually looked like a real fucking person.
0: Yeah. What was that one panel where what Val Cooper sitting in the chair, <laughs> and it's like she's airing out her gap, like in yes, front of all I What saw the it hell too. <laughs> All, all these porn
5: encounters uh, looked like they were straight out of Free freak show. You,
0: you, know? you know, I will say something, and I'm not defending anybody here. There was a very Strikeforce force air to the book where yeah. there was a little bit misshapenness going on, which yes. the, I, I love that. I think it was great. It was very expressive, and I liked it. But, yeah, I can understand why you wouldn't, you know.
5: No, honestly, it's it's one of those things, and I think we've talked about this a bit in recent weeks, as I was reading it, I thought to myself, "If this wasn't X Factor that I was reading, like if this was just a book from Avatar and it was a new new set of characters, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with it. But the fact that it was X Factor and these were characters that I've known for a long time, it it bothered me.
2: There see, is
0: that's th- odd that you bring that up, and it's not odd because I've heard that. Uh, I mean, it's not particularly odd, but I've heard that a long time. Like this is not my Superman when when." Um, you know the the long-haired Superman, who was uh, when, Bog, when Bogdanov was drawing it. Bogdanov, yeah. You know this is not my Superman. <laughs> Why do we have to impose these these preconceived notions on characters? Like my Why? Spider-Man is Ross Andrew.
5: No, that's not what I'm saying. You, what you, I'm well, saying yeah, yeah, it is. No, no, no. But again, I I'm I'm not. I don't label one specific artist. All I'm saying is for my personal taste, and it's only my personal taste, when I'm reading a core mainstream Marvel or DC book, mm-hmm. I prefer typically prefer to see something a little bit less experimental or existential. It's the same wow. reason why I didn't put like, All Red on X-Force, but I like the stuff I saw him doing in Fables. It's, it's just I, I want them to look – a certain way because it's what i'm comfortable with and it's not right or wrong it's just the way it is and i'm not saying he's a bad artist i'm just oh. saying that it for that <laughs> issue i didn't care for the characterizations
2: cool now now there is it has been stated actually i think there's a um i i downloaded it it's on the ipod there's a podcast called sidebar where they they talk to larry stroman and they talk to him after the um after the what if I think, the Son of Vulcan issue he did last year. And he hasn't been in comics in probably about maybe a decade. I mean, I think the last time we saw him was with Tribe. I'm sorry? Hasn't skipped a beat. And, and no, he still ha- you can still tell it's a Strowman drawn book. And if whatever he's been doing, because I haven't finished the episode yet, whatever he's been doing, if it hasn't been sequential art, then I can understand he's got, you know, he's, he's going to have to get back into that grind and and relearn things i guess but if this means i'm going to get a consistent artist for more than four or five fucking issues then i'm all for it i don't care how rough the first issue might be i don't care if if madrox doesn't look the same every time he draws a duplicate because a i know he's actually doing the drawing and not photoshopping and cropping out a face putting it on a different body just to show that it's the same character i can look at the shirt i know it's madrox i'll move on and, you won't, uh, you won't. It's,
1: it's the it's the best-written X-book, and they're going to continue to shit all over it by putting a different artist on it every four or five issues. It's true. <laughs> X-Factor got what shit have they, what, on man. What what have, what have they done with that book from the very beginning? How many artists have been on no, X-Factor? Ha-
2: actually, there haven't been as many Since as you s- thought in recent years. And? Initially. And?
1: no in the last three years
2: no no No. it started off with ryan sook and dennis calero you had pablo romandi you had koi fam on for a couple of issues for an arc but it's mostly been romandi and that's where everybody's like oh my god pablo's been great and now we have stroman and it's like well pablo did a lot of cut and pasting. pablo did a lot of referencing now i have someone who's actually drawing the fucking book i'll take it
1: so it's it's how many It's how many issues the, the, the series has been on? 33 just came out. 33? Yeah, oh, so they've only had eh, six artists in 33 issues. That's
3: pretty well, How strange. many how, how, how <laughs>
6: many
2: of Iron Fist has? How many has Iron Fist had in in, in 17 issues?
1: It oh, doesn't matter, because that book's dead. Yeah, but, oh, no, but Chris, no, no. that's standard. Fare and, these and,
2: and, and sitting in for the optimist of the episode.
1: No, no. I mean, it's, how many is books have, is, have,
5: have an artist on for more than six to eight issues now? Very few.
1: Yeah, I know. It's That's being generous. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm just saying. I mean,
5: so it's not an X Factor thing. It's just a a, a comic book thing now. Guys just yeah. don't stay on books, and that kills yeah. me. And that kills me because you had
2: you had Kurt Swan and Ross Andrew and Gil Kane and and John Romita and all, all these artists back in the day and Sal Buscema and John Buscema, and you had you had them cranking out issue after issue, month after month on a, on a title for for months on end. And now with all this technology and, and and these Wacom tablets and Photoshop and Illustrator and all this technology available to everybody, they can't do more than four or five issues
5: before they need different a break. world. Well, fans, if that you do listen to read some comics where artists stay on, why don't we give them some suggestions? Like Ryan Ottley's done almost every issue of Invincible.
2: Oh, I've done almost, well, sure. yeah. No, or, yeah. Or
5: Adlard. How long has he been going on with the Walking Dead? Walking Dead, sure. And uh, Bagley. Bagley did what ten issues of Ultimate Spider Man and, mm-hmm. and then now we've had Im Eminence gotta be well into his second year now, right? He's he's done No, not game. second year. No? No? Okay. But he's he's There's, gonna be on for a while that. He
1: will for a while. Yes. Um uh Mike Clark on on Daredevil. Um mm-hmm. Steve Steve Epting on Captain America, even though know, there have been fill in issues well, with, but that's with been Mike a, Perkins.
5: Yeah, Perkins and Epting, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But that's definitely Epting's Epting's book. Um, you know it's actually figured- been on, uh, mm-hmm.
5: Ed Bennis has done almost every issue of the New Justice League. Oh, he, he
0: no,
5: has- no. That, no.
1: That,
0: that, yeah, he's that's back. Where he's, it's a double-edged sword.
5: He's done at least twelve of the seven, sixteen or seventeen.
1: Well, you know, JSA with Dale Eaglesham. So sure, I mean, there sure. there there are there are a lot of books out there. But I love X Factor so much. I buy it in the hardcovers because I I like it that much, and I, I wish that Ryan Sook had been able to to do a (laughs) Uh, a a, a 24 issue run on that i thought he was i thought he was perfect for it and that that book probably more than any other at marvel um frustrates me because i just want to see peter david do x factor and get a consistent art team on it because it's such a a good book but they keep changing art teams and it and it keeps getting mixed up in these different X events. I just want to see Peter David do X Factor. It's a fun book. Why does it have to be a part of Messiah Complex or you know the? I'm sure it's going to be a part of you know Infernus or whatever they're they're calling that. You want the you real know. answer or do you just want to? I mean, I know no, it's a- because because it's, it spikes sales to have a, a tie in. Yeah, and, and I and I understand that. But you know, just as a fan of the book, you know, and I, I'm getting to the point that you know, I, I don't care about sales figures. I'm not going to fixate on that because it, it, I think it hurts my enjoyment of comics. So I'm going to mm-hmm. try not to pay attention to sales figures. Um, I just, I just want to read X-Factor, you know? Is there anything wrong with that? Not no. Is there
0: anything wrong with that? You know, speaking of Ryan Sook, I'm glad you brought him up. because Mr. Sook did an awesome variant cover for X-Files Number 0, which was released this Wednesday. Oh, was it? You betcha. And if you've been to our forum, forum forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com, you'll know I was kind of sort of excited for this book, so much so that I postponed our weekly Guesty Banner Artist contest, and I put up an X-Files banner because I love X-Files. And so Wednesday came, I got the book, and I was so disenchanted, disheartened, maybe the word is, to hear that my buddy Chris, who I usually meet eye to eye with on a lot of things, <laughs> did, did not like the book.
1: Can we talk about um, Seven Soldiers Satana? if we're going to talk about oh, Ryan shit. Sook instead?
0: <laughs> no, let's talk about X-Files, X-Files number zero. I want to talk about it because I enjoyed the book very much. Okay. Be, what, what? Now I just want to hear. Now let's uh, just for the record, let's let's let it, everybody in on who's doing this thing. It, it's written by Frank Spotnitz. Who oh, I've never ask, heard of before this. What? Well, well, if you're an X Files fan, you've heard of him because he was the uh, he wrote a bunch of episodes. Oh, he okay. Was, he was the executive producer of a a ton of of uh, X Files episodes. He was the executive producer for Harsh Realm, The Lone Gunman, Millennium. The guy is. He knows these characters, and it cool. was drawn. Right, it was drawn by Brian Denham, and you should you should remember that name from
2: Hypervelocity.
0: Right, he 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 uh, fleshed out awesome Adam Warren's layouts yes. for Hypervelocity, and he also had a bunch of titles from Antarctic. Um, what was it? a Killbox and Bit Torment, which I think is a cool name. He's
2: he's very talented. I do like. Oh, his he birth. is. He yes. Is.
0: And um, as we said, the variant cover was by Ryan Sook. Now, this is a zero issue. The regular series starts in the fall. So take that at face value. It's a zero issue. Now, Chris, w- what didn't you like about this?
1: I didn't hate it, but I, I think it, it's, it's what we kind of come to expect with comics that are based, you know, are licensed properties of of TV or, or movies, and I, I will say that I thought it was scripted well. Um, the dialogue was crisp. None of it felt clunky. I felt like it was Mulder talking to Scully and and the other characters in the book, that the that the dialogue was crisp, and I did. I, I, I tipped my cap there. The plot, I thought, was pretty paper-thin. It's one of the things that they skirted around with in, in the X-Files that... And what I felt in 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 this comic, and I, I don't know how much of it I want to spoil. I felt like they, you know, it's a twenty-two page comic. and I feel like once they got to about the uh, sixteen page mark, it's like, oh shit, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> and and Moulder kind of just magically figured out everything that was going on, even though all of the trails of, of clues that they had been following, it was such a large leap. For him to to come to that conclusion that that i I, I found it you know way too convenient um, so so the plot interesting seed of an idea, but I thought the execution was really weak, especially whenever it moved towards the conclusion and as far as the art goes it, it's what we kind of come to expect with these licensed properties that it was it was a lot of of screen captures and you know publicity photos that I think were we're drawn from, which is okay because this is marketed towards people who are X Files fans. And it's like they want to see right. David Duchovny and Julian Anderson, and that's great until you don't have a uh, a source or, or a photo reference or a screen capture for the panel that you need to draw. And all of a sudden, David Duchovny looks more like David um, Price. Yeah, more like David Price than David <laughs> Duchovny. But both good, bo- both both you know good looking dapper men but they don't look alike and so yeah, that's um for me anyway that that's very disruptive whenever i see something that is is obviously julian anderson to a t and then the next panel it's like well it's got red hair you know <laughs> um, see, now
2: i thought i i thought i thought scully looked Pretty much spot on in every panel, but I agree completely with you on the Duchovny scenes. There were scenes where they were not consistent. It reminded me of Larocca on uh, New Universal. But oh, con- continue,
0: go
1: on. Um, well, you got to remember. I, well, my last, my last oh, oh. oh. thing, and oh. in the, in the all right.
0: Well, one second before you go uh, on, I just want to say one thing about capturing the likeness of these guys, of these characters. Not everybody is Mort Walker. That's awesome. um, it, nice. it's, it's, it's very Car- tough
1: to Car- do to you. My, my, my last thing is that I thought the, the coloring was wildly inconsistent, I love some of the some of the coloring on some of the pages but other pages, I thought it was either really bizarre or way over rendered and, and disruptive to the art, so that that's my last thing but on the whitenesses things man, Buffy, Buffy is one of the best comics out there that's been adapted from a uh, another source material, like TV, and was it George Gentry? George's mm-hmm. Gentry, Gentry, Gentry. Um, mm-hmm. I love that book because Buffy doesn't look like Sarah Michelle Geller. He has he has developed a Buffy in that comic that is reminiscent of of Geller, but it's not a straight, you know, done from the the the, the press photos. I, I like that—that that his characters have kind of developed their own look. So, I, don't I completely agree. Okay. Yeah.
5: As you were talking about that, I was thinking in my head, well, everybody should do it like Buffy, but I guess it's very hard to do it like Buffy. <laughs> so.
0: It's 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 not easy, but you know, just to clarify a couple points, it's twenty-seven pages of art, Ooh. not not twenty-two. Okay, plus how many of those pinups? No, plus two. The last two. No, that's not in with the 27. Oh, okay. 20, 27 pages of story and art, plus two pages of character bios, and uh, the very last page has an interview with Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz. Now, the thing that troubles me about this series... Now, I, I don't want to say troubles, but it's got me a little concerned. The events of the ongoing series are going to take place between Season 2 and Season 5. Okay. So... There's the the possibility of stories about Scully's cancer. You can have stories with Cancer Man, The Lone Gunman. Uh, Sorry, Deep Throat fans, he probably won't be in this if it starts at Season 2. But the thing is, it kind of smacks of the Fire Walk With Me movie. Now, for Twin Peaks fans, (laughs) have you ever seen Fire Walk With Me? Yes, sure. Okay, what was the point of doing a film about Laura Palmer's death when you already knew what happened from the season? That's the thing that scares me about this series where they mm-hmm. they're they're obviously targeting longtime X-Files fans with this book. The likenesses are crisp. The storytelling is not very experimental like the TV show. Uh aside from the outlandish plots and very very deep uh you know um events that surrounded these two characters there was nothing simple about the the x-files plots the execution was very by the book they, they didn't really wasn't too experimental which was i expected when i read this book i expected to be by the numbers comic book and that's what it is mm-hmm. but w- when when you have a, a group of people who are buying this book and they already know where it how it begins and how it ends how are you going to attract them how are you going to keep them buying it that that's my major concern with this title. We already know how it ends. So yeah, you can you can do these awesome stories with, you know, maybe a chupacabra here or a bigfoot there, that's fine. A uh, serial killer whatever, but in terms of the mythology, which is what really attracted people to the X-Files, it was the mythology episodes. They can't really stray too far from what's been shown on the television mm-hmm.
1: show. No, they they're going to they're going to do the monster of the week uh, right. the shows and that's and that's fine, you know, but yeah, still, I'm as, far, f- as, as far as I was concerned, there's a lot of better comics out there to spend your three bucks yeah. on.
5: Well, I was going to say, I mean, this this if they do stick to that X mythology and more, as Chris says, the Monster of the Week, that's kind of in line with what they say this new movie is going to be like. Right, they're, the, they're steering the movie a weird doesn't f- go. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess if, if it's supposed to be part and parcel with... with piggybacking off of the success of the movie. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that they would do it that way. but
0: and, and that would work to a certain extent, but after a while, then you just have Night Stalker all over again.
1: Sure. <laughs> you know, so, so you, <laughs> Is there anything wrong with that?
0: No, there's nothing wrong with that. But being ingrained in the X-Files as, as much as myself, I want to know more about the mythology. I want to know <laughs> what happens. I agree. Does, does mother ever find the, the truth? You know what I really want to see is Mulder and Scully get together because I'm an old softy. I, I want to see them suck face
1: in this movie so bad. <laughs> you, you want to believe, huh? I I do, yeah, but nice. no,
0: In in terms of the comic, I have to agree with Chris. But that, there's a, per, a part where I where I have to move away from him. It, it, the execution was very pedestrian, mm-hmm. very by, very by the numbers. But that's what the target audience probably will be best served by because this book is is uh, shot straight at the people who don't buy comic books yeah Mm -hmm. so you can't can't get too wiggy with it
2: i I I even love the uh the opening page with the credits How (laughs) almost that 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 was was awesome yes they're
0: they're they're speaking the x-files language they're saying to the reader this is what you know and welcome home which is brilliant but uh, they better not charge 399 for it i I think Mm
7: -hmm. that would be a mistake
2: what, what's the average Wildstorm book going for? Two ninety-nine, right? Okay.
7: Hey, all eleven o'clock uh, comics fans. This is Chris Chavez Equinox on the forums, and I was calling to complain about the share the love for the independents. I'm getting beaten to death with share the love for independents. I shouldn't be buying my mainstream books. I should be buying books from the independents. Well, guess what? I finally got sick and tired of it all, so I went out and bought two trades of Dynamo 5. Yes, I am late to the party, never read an issue of it, but I figured if I wanted to shut you guys up, I'd better do something dramatic. So I bought both of the first two trades, sight unseen. You can't get me to buy the singles, not maybe not until at least after I read these, but I figure... I'm either doing my part or doing my part to get some people to lay off me and let me read my books. Anyway, thanks for the recommend. Enjoying the shows. Love the talk on the forums. Keep it up, guys. Peace out.
5: Spe- speaking of three ninety nine comic books.
0: Yes, let's move on. Uh, well, Chris,
5: did you hear some uh, your your boy Greg Rucca in the October solicit?s Final mm-hmm. Crisis Resist, number one. I bring yeah. it up because it's written by your boy and art mm-hmm. by Mr. Ryan Sook.
1: Oh, nice. Now, mm-hmm. this is...
5: Uh, three ninety nine forty pages.
1: 99 40 pages. Who's the story centered around?
5: Um, it's It's two one-shots. There's Final Crisis Submit, which is written by Grant mm-hmm. Morrison, art by Matthew Clark and Norm Ratman. Mm-hmm. And then the that's the yin and the yang is Final Crisis Resist, which is Rucka and Troutman, Art by Sook. Oh, nice! Uh, and it looks oh, like oh,
1: it's a it's a checkmate story.
5: It's checkmate, Snapper Carr and Mister <laughs> Terrific, <laughs> and, the, and, and Cheetah, and they're on the run from the stormtroopers of Darkseid's Anti-Life Equation Army. So, nice. wow. mm-hmm.
1: um, uh Checkmate, by the way. Officially canceled. So, yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, I think this is uh, will probably be Rucka and 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 Troutman's kind of swan song uh, or or goodbye letter to uh, to Checkmate fans. So it's uh, okay. uh, play taps for that one because that was a good series. That was a smart a smart series coming out of DC and maybe a little too complex for for a lot of, of, of comic fans. But right. uh, um, it, that. Twenty-five good issues of Checkmate that folks hopefully will will check out later later on. So
0: mm-hmm. uh, rising from the ashes of Checkmate, another series that spun out of um, Infinite Crisis, Gail Simone's Secret Six mm-hmm. is, yes. is going to be an ongoing, which is really cool.
5: And did you hear who the quote-unquote A-list Batman villain is going to be?
0: I heard Bane.
5: Yeah, Bane. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Everyone thought it was going to be Catwoman because her series just got canceled, and um, uh, Nicola Draw or just Woman, but, but Catwoman yeah, it's, it's would vain. have been
1: perfect in there.
0: Oh, uh, well, did sane, they, huh? they have plans
5: for Catwoman? Did the oh, I guess at the panel today said they have a lot of plans for
1: Catwoman, but okay. Well, hopefully they involve Will Pyfer. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think she's going to be moving on over to Detective uh, semi regularly. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, that's
1: cool.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I, Oh, I Vin- got.
5: Speaking of San Diego news, how about a Marvel book that even you can't pass up?
0: Yeah, Agents of Atlas. Yes. There, there's, Agents I'm of sorry, Alice. I may have a, you know, I may go limp when everyone says the M word, but I can't pass up Agents <laughs> of Atlas.
5: Nice. <laughs> Written by Mr. Jeff Parker, too, so.
0: Yeah. Artists my- to be determined?
1: Yes. Or did we, okay. Hmm. Did, did you see my comment on the for
0: him. Yeah, we're gonna move past that. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, has, no. Let he, let him say it because you know he's he's been Mister Pissy
0: Pants lately. No,
1: it's like, hey, man, checkmate, checkmate. Twenty five awesome. It's like it's like they, the
2: they, they they took away my exterminator, so I want to make sure no one has any fun. Hey,
1: okay, <laughs> what, uh, David? Let's lay down a friendly wager. Um, oh. How many how many issues do you think Agents of Atlas is gonna go?
2: I, I I can't see. I know I know the way comic fans are, and. You are probably right, but I, I,
1: I want it to go five hundred issues if it makes it to, <laughs> if it makes it to thirty it'll be a goddamn miracle
2: and I, wow. I i I don't see i miracle might be a little strong, but I do think you're in the right ballpark unfortunately and that's and that's a shame but yeah.
0: i don't I don't well, well let's I, let's get this down. How long well, do you say david no I, I I kind of agree with I if oh, you don't figure, agree with him. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah, give him negative karma, uh, <laughs> and sign up on the form, and Vince will
0: apply well, your karma. karma. Yeah, yeah I broke the form today twice. I don't even want to know about that. No, I no, I, was... I figured out how to how to give a huge, massive karma bomb because I, I use a Wacom tablet. I, I refuse to use a mouse. I just can't do it. It's like it's like a big bar of soap in my hands. So because I've been stippling. I, I can whack the tablet like really quick. If, if you bring up the, uh, because um, administrators can give multiple karma. We don't have that one hour time limit that, that right. most people have. I just sit there and I go like a little jackhammer uh, on their karma. I gave Papercut like, I think he has 300. Oh, Damn. Yeah, I just kept whacking it, and the page doesn't even refresh. Okay, you just keep keep I, doing it and whacking it, whacking it. But the influx of all those hits on the website slows it down to the point where you can't. It 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 won't cycle. All right, then I so, have to
2: I have to give you a shortcut then, because you don't have to wait for the page to refresh to hit them again.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't wait for the page. To I wait, understand that's that's
2: that, it. but no, you yeah. can. I'll I'll tell you
0: afterwards. But oh, there's a secret.
2: Yes, they. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, but does it work uh, for a negative too? Yes,
0: um, <laughs> excellent.
2: <laughs> so I, I don't, I. So, so Chris is saying thirty. So that's that, that's between two, two and a half, three years. Um,
1: my my gut, my gut tells me twenty four. That's my what I was going to say, and yeah, I, my, I, heart, my heart says thirty. And that's oh, a right. fucking
2: shame because Jeff Parker's been knocking it out with X Men First Class, and and oh, even yeah. though it's oh, the yeah. second volume, we're going into you know we're going into multiple years with that. Mm-hmm. So. But It's I X Men. Yeah, but it's it's X Men First Class, which was around when most of the recent comic readers weren't born. So uh, it's I don't I I'll if if we're gonna have a friendly wager, then then I have to uh, I I think Chris is being generous with
0: thirty. Well, uh, so there's no wager then? You, this is it's. So maybe it's, good, maybe, I'm it's not, good. maybe it's I'm not Chris, I should 50. be betting with. Yeah, I'm gonna, be I, I can't. I I can't say
2: fifty. I would love. Yeah, it. all right. To be, bet but. with
0: me. Okay. What, what are we going to bet?
1: Uh, I'll bet you. I'll uh, bet you Coca Cola on it.
0: Okay, and I'll bet you one of those fancy pants drinks you like. I say, <laughs> agents of Atlas, in the right climate with the right marketing, <laughs> will go. I'll 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 be Mister Optimist. I'll say it. It'll make it to fifty.
1: Okay. Okay.
5: okay. Right. I wish you were right. And I'm, I'm I do too. To. I,
2: <laughs> now, Grant the, Morrison and I will make a it, couple sips. eleven? Well, Grant, Gr- Grant, will have to get his arm off of pat Loika for him to do anything with the events. <laughs> um, did the, you guys?
1: Uh, um, I'm speaking of Agents of Atlas. Did you? And I'm not. You know, I don't want to plug my my other show. Well, actually, I do. Um, did you Did you hear the the Don Glut interview? Indeed, yes. This week, yes. It was yes. awesome kind of the the origins of the agents of alice he he created that team
2: yeah because they couldn't use captain america these are the characters you can't use now go find your
1: own to make yeah he found you know gorilla man in an old comic he's like well i can use this guy so yeah that was it was all based out of that what if story what if the uh what was the what what if the avengers had um, been around in the fifties. Been, been around in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. It had formed in the fifties. So, yeah, it was it was interesting hearing how Don kind of picked those picked those characters, and you know it was kind of Roy Thomas's assignment to him. So, that's uh, I thought that was that was a lot of fun to hear firsthand from uh, from him. So and nice. now see that now see that as an ongoing series, and you know I I hope that I hope that series goes on for. 400 issues. I just know the the comics client, that that climate, that that's not something that is probably going to jump to the the top in sales.
2: There were um, speaking of San Diego news Garth Ennis is coming back to Punisher albeit weekly. Left. Well, not yet he hasn't. The last issue hasn't shipped yet, but uh, in December there will be a Punisher Warzone weekly Comic okay. book, which takes place during the time of uh, the Enos and Dylan Marvel Knights
5: Punisher book. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm pretty Ennis Punisher out. Okay. I, I know oh. I'm already there, but I stopped reading it around issue 40. It's just because it's it's very one note.
2: Wow. En- so I think en- I,
5: I, punisher. It's just, but pretty much every arc is pretty much the same. N- well,
0: now, if let me read- just oh, No, go ahead, Vince. Is this a weekly max book or is this... No, I a- see
2: that that's why I, I, the way it said, the way they mentioned it on the Mondo Marvel panel is since it takes place during the Marvel Knights, Enos and, and Dylan series, I don't think and that's why I don't think it's a max book because the max books are pretty much planned out for the next year and a half or so because you have the new, the, the, the three writers alternating arcs and i think they all have at least five arcs planned so you're talking about 15 arcs and if if each one is five to six issues so you're talking about at least a year and a half so this is going to be a standalone series but i don't think under the max imprint
0: it's it's the 90s all over again well I mean, the you, punisher but, had three books in the 90s yes Warzone but this War, is, the, is
1: it's a six it's, issue yeah uh, it's, 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 six it's a weekly
2: it's a weekly mini series, and oh, it's, it's a mini series. Yes, yeah. yes, it's, it's a oh, mini series, okay. and it's it's called War Zone, and it comes out in December. And I'm pretty sure it's not because the movie comes out in December with the same name. So mm-hmm. that's why I think uh, they're doing it
0: that way. Okay, because I was going to ask: Is the Punisher popular enough to sustain a, a weekly book? But since it's a mini series, it's
1: yeah, like, is, is, is yeah, for for and, a month and a half, and and with Ennis writing it, I, I think so. I tell you what, with this last arc, this Valley Forge, Valley Forge, oh, Ennis, and last run here has been <laughs> has been outstanding, and it it, and and it, and it
2: ties it all price. together. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a nice tie, you know, because if you read if you read Barracuda. Or the one or the Widowmaker or just any of their any of the Punisher arcs or well, no, but I'm just talking about the the Punisher series. If you read any of those arcs by themselves, then they're a great Punisher tale. You get everything you need to know. But Valley Forge actually shows that there was a, there was a plot, that 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 Enos had a plan and everything kind of I don't want to say it all ties into this, but they they are touching on things in Valley Forge, Valley Forge that happened years ago in the Max title. So it does. I always thought that the, you know I could read them as standalone, throwaway story arcs, but he had a plan, and it's 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 apparent with this arc. The only that's other uh, the and and it's and that's cool because you know it's it's kind of outside the the fringe. It's it's outside regular Marvel continuity. So it's nice to see something like that actually happened but the only it's, it's, other it's a
1: part of uh, marvel's multiverse right
2: that's right because you know you have the ultimate universe you have exiles even though they don't have a multiverse <laughs> i think i think we all know they do um
0: sure they do they how are reminder on booster gold how about that see you just stepped on me man i was gonna let you <laughs> i know you're talking, about, mu- you're talking too much you're talking too much i just Marvel. i just had one more thing though <laughs> all right go ahead and you
2: might like this because war machine's getting a new series
0: Oh yay! Oh yes, by, it it, come, come on,
2: it's that. Rhodey. <laughs> it's Ro- written by Greg Ro- Pak, dude. Yes, it's written by Greg Pak, and it's uh, it's it's taking the place of Iron Man, director of Shield. So they're, I guess, canceling that series, and War Machine will take its place.
1: That is going to be that is going to be a kick ass miniseries.
2: Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. I wanted to, I wanted to hear that. Yeah, that's going to be the best eight issues
1: ever made. <laughs> Man, have have, they, have know, they have they finished the crew yet? Yes.
2: Why you got to do that, man?
1: <laughs> I dude, love right. that one. The knife, I the love knife the It right still pisses me off.
2: The knife is right between the second and third rib, dude. Uh,
0: I got to give David a little bit of uh, a pro- props because he suggested I take a look at Scar, Son of Hulk. Right? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, you did. And I looked at the second issue, and I'll tell you, Butch Geis, oh, yo, he nails it. He's is He's the man. Ago. Dude, just, I guess there's a backup hits. series is uh Well, that, it, it,
2: yeah, it started in the second issue. The first issue is all scar with with Garney. Oh, the second okay. issue is Garney and and Geis on the two stories. Yeah. But
0: it, I I'm not a big fan of just colored pencils. But and that's what Garney's work is. There's no inker on it, but it's yeah, still, it still looks looks damn good. Mm-hmm. And uh the Garney's Firing on all cylinders, and Geiss is just amazing. I may have to buy it, but I'm I'm going to wait for the hardcover because I think that's something I would want all in one chunk. Mm-hmm. But I will say, David was right. And you're not going to hear that very
1: often.
2: No, I definitely won't. No. We <laughs> need to... Yeah, this is for our prosperity right That's here. It's
1: good. I, I really, I really like the first issue. It was Me too. Yeah. A, a great continuation of uh, Planet Hulk. Better continuation than World War Hulk. Yes, I agree there.
0: Because because it's removed from the Marvel Universe. Absolutely. I don't have to worry about registration or who the hell's a Skrull. I hope. And uh, From what I've seen, I, all of the baggage that they've loaded down the Marvel Universe with in the past year, year and a half is gone. That, give me that book. That's what I'm hoping Agents of Atlas is. Well, well gonna add, th- I was going to ask.
5: I mean, I, I saw it announced today, but did they say anything about if it, is it going to be in the present day? Is it going to be in continuity or is it going to be standalone? The which? The War Machine? Agents of Atlas. Oh.
0: oh. Of Atlas. Who the hell's talking about War Machine? <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, well, apparently I would, the people
2: I would, at Mondo Marvel. Um, the Agents of Atlas, because they appeared in the uh, Secret Invasion one-shot that came out a couple of weeks ago, so I'm guessing it's probably going to be present
0: day.
1: Uh, I just, I just uh, hope that they just let them do their own little yes, thing. Yes, so do
0: I. I do, too. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with pocket universes.
1: That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It,
0: you, you need the calm in the middle of the, the huge shitstorm that, that is normally transpiring.
1: That's Isn't why... That's why, that's why that's why Runaways appeals to so many people is because they've done a pretty good job of keeping that, that team doing their own thing. And they have the, you know, the occasional crossovers with Young Avengers or, or whoever. But uh, you know, Runaways is kind of its own thing. It is in the Marvel Universe, but they're there doing you know, Runaways stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Same right. thing with the Cosmic Books,
5: Nova, and Guardians of the right. Galaxy. I was just
0: yep. going to say that. And, and, and Booster Gold. If you don't like what's going on with the crises, you can check out Booster Gold, and there's a, it taps a rich, super rich vein of DC history. Yep. wasn't, wasn't, Gold, wasn't, it, wasn't oh, the end?
1: Oh, what wasn't no, the end yeah. of uh, one million just awesome?
0: Yes, a little bit sad, but I yeah. mean because I knew it was coming. Yeah, but yes, it, I, I would I would have expected nothing less from that character.
5: You Booster like Gold the, is uh, the real epilogue for 52, though. You know, it really is oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, and and it's also such a nice homage to all the great moments in DC history, too, I think. At least yep. so far.
1: Has, has everybody read it?
0: Uh, probably not David, I would think. Not yet,
1: right. no. Okay, so
0: we won't say anything.
1: Okay, oh, I was just going to... Did you guys like the Rip Hunter reveal? And that's. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Was that? Yeah, that was awesome. So. Yeah, very cool. <sighs>
0: I did. I. I didn't um, peg that one. That was a complete surprise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the thing is, that that gets me with Booster Gold. Sorry, David. That's it's what is the, Jer- the Jergens art. It feels like Death of Superman era comic
2: books. See, and that's and that's why I'm I'm interested in checking it out because as as pretty much the creator of Booster Gold, I want to see what Jergens did on it. Even though. He's not. He wasn't writing it, right? It was. It was John's writing it.
0: Right. John's right, yeah.
2: okay. And then yeah. cats. Yeah. Okay. So 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 Jergens only did the art, but I, that's what really interested me at first. Is that here's the creator of the character drawing the character again, but I can definitely. But that that early Dan Jergens doing Booster Gold with Mike DiCarlo on inks is definitely different than the Death of the Superman era Dan Jergens, and and I can. Now I see where, where you're going with that, Vince.
0: You know, I'm glad you said Mike DiCarlo. Oh, I miss because, him. Yeah, Mike DiCarlo is still working because he inked um, Stuart McKenney's work on the DC Super Friends. Nice. That came out, yeah, that came out Wednesday. Good for it's, him. It's one of the Johnny DC books. But if I have to plug it because Tom probably bought this. You really thing, have too. to? The, 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 no, really, it's awesome. The the JLA turns into monkeys, gorilla grads in it. Nice. But it's for a, it's lighthearted, just fun superhero comic. It's really don't underestimate the Johnny DC books.
5: We've talked uh, about been, them. It, it, don't yeah. no one's underestimating. We talked about Shazam last week, and and uh, and I, I I buy a bunch of them for my sons. They're good. But do you buy them by the Super Friends for them? Uh I, d- I have, in fact, for my. For my older son, Colin's uh, birthday, we gave out uh, Super Friends number 1 and
2: Tiny Titans. Nice.
0: Titan. Awesome. That See, is awesome.
2: And and you said, you're glad I brought up Mike DeCarlo. Where else are you going to hear about
5: Inker Love? You are the man of of, of the Inker knowledge.
1: <laughs> it, you, it actually yes, is kind of fucking scary. The
5: champion of inking justice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad that they don't get any love, man. I know.
5: I know. I'm sorry.
2: What, what do they do again? They trace. They embellish.
5: No. Oh, God. Oh, you no, can just watch Chase again. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. you're a tracer? Yeah.
0: yeah. I want a the guy that
2: draws Blunt Man in comic to sign my comic.
5: Yeah, it's
0: great. Uh, so, uh, so, and we, had, uh, we just talked about Booster Gold. Rick Remender will be hot.
2: Yeah. Two issues yeah.
0: he's coming on for? Two or three? Yeah, he's so not. I won't
2: go. No, I don't think he's the, I think he said just an arc or so, or the first couple issues, the next couple issues, there wasn't anything about being an ongoing. He actually, he went, I think, on uh, on Twitter to reiterate that he is not the new ongoing writer of the series.
5: He needs to be a little careful. I mean, I know he's just taking whatever he he can get right now to make a name for himself, but he's, to me, at least on the mainstream side, he's getting a little bit of a reputation now as the guy that they kind of just throw at, at a book for a couple of issues to to keep it going until the how long, what to do
2: it. how long has he been on Punisher war Journal? I mean, I know he's writing it with fraction, but he's been on it for a few issues now.
5: Well, that's why I said the d c stuff yeah. oh
2: okay okay yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, he it's does what
1: he does want to get known as a book killer yeah exactly
2: yeah. Well, well, as long as you don't interview him, Chris, that shouldn't be a problem
1: <laughs> hey, that's there's a lot of truth in that statement so. <laughs> I think he'll be very good for the books. I, I think yeah. I think Rick'll do fine with it. Yeah.
4: Good evening guys. This is Justin Hall from the AC Forms. Uh just calling let you know uh, I've been listening to your show a whole lot lately. You've been catching up, uh listening to the last uh 8 or 9 shows in a row in the last 2 days. Uh good stuff. Uh it's pretty sucky that I had to catch up like that. But now uh I'm going to be one of your weekly listeners. You'll probably see me on the boards here in a little bit, but uh, I'm going to let you know that uh, tonight at 11, I will be joining you guys with the brew, not listening to you, but just joining you, and I'm going to be drinking a nice Belgian ale, Chimay. Uh so that's one of my uh, ideas for uh, the uh, weekly drink there for you. I don't know if uh, Chris, is, uh, Chris is up on his Chimay, but uh, some good stuff, Uh I guess keep it up. Uh, love the
5: show. All right. Peace. One more piece of good news out of San Diego. I know Vince is going to be tapping the clock here soon, but um, Umbrella Academy number two. Number
2: two, yes. Series yeah. two, yes. outstanding. With the same creative team minus James Jean on, uh, on covers. He's not going to be able to do the covers, but yeah. I love it. And that's that, That's my one sore point with, well, it really is the one sore point I have with Identity Crisis is that they they gave Michael, they, they had someone else do the covers instead of Rag Morales, who was doing such a great job. Morales and Bear, I think, did a great job on the interiors that they couldn't give them the covers. Mm-hmm. And that's who they, they, they model the, uh, the action figures from that line on Turner's covers. covers instead of the interior, but... If if Bob's gonna do the covers, then then even better. As my, I, I love Jeans' covers. The, those were gorgeous. But oh, yeah. I'm I'm all for Bob. If he's gonna Jesus. do the if he's gonna do the inside, then let him do the outside. Sorry, Vince. Oh.
0: No, I I thought you said Jesus did the covers. I didn't say there's a trick. Jeans is yeah.
5: oh. Well, I thought Umbrella Academy was the surprise hit of two thousand seven. Uh, yeah. when I heard when I heard that you know, the guy from My Chemical Romance was writing a comic, I thought, oh boy Vanity Project written all over it, but um, that was a really unfair judgment, and it was a fantastic series, Yeah, uh, and and Ba's art just fits it so well. I mean, Vince, perfect example, so this gets back to what we were saying with Ba, his his style on Umbrella Academy I don't think would be all that well suited for Avengers, but I think it looks great in Umbrella Academy. It's funny
2: you say that, because one of the comments when I posted the news item the the link to uh, Comic Book Resources has an image, I think it's a variant cover to the first issue, by Jim Lee, who I think he does some really nice images, but I don't mm-hmm. think he'd be... He's not exact... I, I don't want to see his version of the team, really. Mm-hmm. And and that's who does a variant cover. So I agree with you where there are just certain styles that fit certain books or certain teams or certain, certain characters.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes, I, I'm... I guess I'm in the minority. I don't let the style influence my perception of the the stories at all. In, in terms of what you guys are talking about, like you know, bonding with the characters, uh, it, it, that doesn't matter to me. I can I can read uh, if if Mike Plug drew the Avengers, I would probably like it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter who draws it. If depends. I like
1: the character, depends on what character it is. Depends on what, character, n- on, on what book it is. It's like you know. Uh, Mean. To to have anyone else draw Preacher besides Steve Dillon would be would be tough for me to to yeah. to look at that if it, it was, was like, a, a totally different style, you know? Yeah. I mean, I to have me. anyone else they besides
5: Joe Mad draw Ultimates 3, I mean, it just wouldn't be right. <laughs>
0: yeah, Carl Barks could have drawn Preacher, you know? Uh, I guess you were too... But I, see, I, yeah, he but bother? I don't...
2: And that's where... I disagree with you, Vincent. Agree with Chris, where it, th- that was a singular vision. That was just yeah. Ennis and yeah. Dylan throughout the whole thing. I mean, Avengers. Yeah, seeing a plume but version of the, the Avengers it, would be great that, because how many different versions have there been?
0: Right, but that's just the way Preacher turned out. It was. It was. I, I'm a, sure a, it was a, planned that way, but there was no unforeseen circumstances that stopped Dylan from drawing. An can image.
1: you imagine, like Steve McNiven drawing Proof? Yeah. Wow. Really?
0: You know, I can imagine it. Yeah, because I know what Steve McNiven draws like, and I know what I, I'm experienced with the book proof. And I'm not saying that it would be a great issue, but I'm not. It would. It wouldn't hinder my enjoyment of the story just because someone, a mismatched artist, didn't draw it.
2: See, now you know, that's. I just don't think it's, that. Now that's a topic for another day. Where when you read a when you read a comic, are you reading the words? Or are you looking at, at the picture, which is telling the story for you? Because how will that paint how the, how the issue plays out to you? Right.
5: Well, this right. gets back to are you a writer guy or an artist guy?
2: Yeah, quite
5: or quite a character classic.
0: guy. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it's a, it's a combination of both. Like I base my experience on what is between the two covers. I don't say, well, this doesn't look like the last issue, therefore I'm not going to like it as much. Or whatever, whatever falls between those two pieces of of very thin these days pieces of cover stock. Uh, that's what I go by, mm-hmm. and you know, if if it's against the grain, then it's then it's a different experience. I, I, I don't base anything on anything other than what I got in my hands.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, maybe I I'm
5: respect weird. that. No, I think that's great. I, I I'm not like that, but I, I respect that you are like that. I
0: just right. can't. Just and I'm, a, not and I'm not. Right, I'm not calling anybody nuts for for doing that. That's mm. what you enjoy. Then ride that wave, you know.
1: Well, there you
5: go. Two well, doses yeah. to Apple Academy too. That's all I know.
0: There hey, you go. You. I'll
5: be- <laughs> and and you know, James Jean is not doing the book because his uh, his his art is blowing up. Yeah, his
2: schedule's too too crazy, too uh, too busy to
5: stop and do the. I guess
2: well to say stop and do the covers for. Uh, for a new miniseries, but yeah. He to and wants, he wants to get into the Right, thank you. That's what I was thinking of.
0: You know who they should get to do the covers, and it wouldn't be too much of a stretch from oh, James y- Jean, <laughs> the cover artist for Buffy. Um, oh, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Joe Chen.
0: Right. right. She, she'd be amazing on those yeah. covers. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Right. Especially now that she's not going to be doing the Runaways covers. Yeah. Or ha- um, has she been, now that Michael Ryan's been doing the art? Has she still been doing the covers for Runaways? Uh, I think she has.
5: But I don't think or, she's doing it for the Terry Moore. No, she's
2: definitely not doing it for the Ramos, for, for the Moore Ramos series. But I don't know if after after Vaughn and Alfana left, if, if Joe Chen left as well. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. Hey, um, one other thing that came out this week, I wanted uh, to make sure and mention. And I know that Vince will uh, will agree with me. Uh, the Madman Atomic Comics uh, Volume One came out this week. The trade. Mm-hmm. So, if you've been putting off on uh, on checking out the uh, the Madman goodness, you can uh, mm-hmm. go pick that trade up now.
0: It's and a bizarre marriage of mainstream comics and experimental work. I love it. He that. is doing. Oh, he's doing some stuff in that that'll just, it just sets everything you know about comics upside down. Mm-hmm. But he does it within the narrative that he started in the first issue. So you get your your standard, you know, uh, what you expect from superhero comics, and then you get this wild and just off-the-wall experimentation that's just, it's its a singular vision. You're not going to find that anywhere else but Madman Atomic Comics. There you
5: How's go. How's that? No, How's Another. I mean,
0: come on, he, he he drew one issue in in forty or fifty different styles.
5: That
2: was
0: cool. <laughs> that, that, that's crazy. Th- then there's a, a, a an issue that's completely wordless. There's an issue that the first panel and the last panel are one continuous panel. Mm-hmm. If you str- if you stretch them all out, and 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 you know if you rip your book apart and put them end to end, it's one huge panel. Mm-hmm. That
3: that's
5: right
0: just crazy.
5: Agreed. Go ahead. No, I was going to um, say, speaking of shout-outs this week, something I definitely think needs a little bit of attention is the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, put yeah. out a book this week called Comic Book Legal Defense, C-B-L-D-F, Presents Liberty Comics, number one, and the proceeds, as you might imagine, go to the Legal Defense Fund, which I think is certainly worthy of our time and attention and a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Uh, it's sitting in my, my – I just looked through it. I haven't read it, but it's uh, – just looking at the solicit here, it, it's – there's two stories, two main stories in the book. One is written by Garth Ennis, penciled and inked by Derek Robertson. And the other story is written by Mr. Darwin Cook and, interestingly, penciled and inked by Dave Stewart. So <laughs> I think – Isn't that,
0: there a Phillips and Brubaker story in there too? Um uh, if I, there, I thought I saw Phil, Maybe
5: there is. Uh, if there is, I don't see it here. But
1: oh, Vince, you're gonna be upset whenever I tell you this.
0: Uh well, oh. Well, get it out of the way.
1: No, I was just gonna say I had, I had, uh, I had. Seen uh, uh quimby's comics is a is a really well-known independent comic store and i'm by independent yeah. i mean independent it's that there are no capes in the store and um uh it's really renowned for for being a, a small press and independent store here in chicago um on this coming monday eddie campbell is going to be there for a signing
0: oh my god
1: um it gets, are you going Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna take my From Hell hardcover and uh, have, have him sign it, and 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 try to uh, chit chat with him for a little bit. Um, Saturday, August second at 4 p.m. Gary Panter.
0: Oh, get out!
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be like the the equivalent of the Grateful Dead groupie and just follow Gary Panter across the country because I saw him at Mocha <laughs> and uh, you know, I've 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 met him in. Uh, the New York City Comic Con when did we
1: go David uh, 2000?
0: 2007. 2000? 2007 I met
1: him in 2006 yeah he's going to be there yeah. with uh, Joe Carducci wow
0: cool yeah buy, buy go to go to see Gary Panner and buy some stuff from him okay, okay. there you go
1: so excellent but
0: uh, did you happen to look at the Art Adams uh, drawing in the Legal Defense Fund book it's monkey man and o'brien oh is it and she's ah. she's no no get this she's nude mm-hmm. but she's wrapped up in red tape get it uh-huh. and and he just that man is uncanny he knows what parts of her body to let ah. come through the, the tape and what parts to hide ah. it's so it's so damn sexy i love so
2: awesome. art adams he is he is yeah. he is the epitome of awesome he yep. is the best
0: yeah. Um, see, I bought mine from DCBS, which is kind of you know the wrong way to do it because I got it at a super discount.
5: Yeah, but so, so
0: did they. So, so they it's get, yes, yeah, they get the same
5: legal defense gets. Oh, the they same. do. Yeah,
0: yeah. So so they get the dis the they get the price that the retailers get it for.
5: Absolutely sure because the retailers oh okay they're like, great diamond retailers still get no. their their piece of flesh.
0: Right. Uh, hey, did you see the Rick Veach page in there too? It's awesome. I actually ripped that out and... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the devil.
1: I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: well, I think that's it for this week. We're working on an hour and a half. Unless anybody has anything else they want to bring Just
5: up. Just one quick hit. Okay. Uh, what did you guys think of the Batman movie?
0: Oh, we I didn't
5: see it. See oh, it. All,
1: um. Two and a half of the best hours of my life. Nice. You're the man.
0: I thought
5: you were about to poo-poo it and I was going to have to go nuts Uh, on you.
1: It was was, uh, absolutely brilliant. I had huge expectations and it actually exceeded them.
5: I couldn't agree more. I I loved Iron Man. I thought it was a fun, fun, surprisingly so movie. But Batman The Dark Knight was a brilliant film Mm -hmm. that happened to be about Comic book characters. It was so good, I really do want to see it again this weekend. And I'm not the kind of person that typically goes to see movies more than once. It was don't that.
0: don't go see Batman this weekend. Go see X Files.
5: <laughs> no, that doesn't <laughs> You mean, I don't can need go to see. B- but I don't need to see that on the big screen. I'll buy that oh, on Oh, yeah, week.
0: you do. Yeah, you do. You, you, can, you can go see Batman the week after this. So, yeah, go see X Files.
5: <laughs> if, if you want to get
2: your X Files fixed, just go look for the old Topps Comics adaptation.
5: Hey Vince, which which are very good. by Vince, the way. Vince, the, the movie's already made, buddy. It's coming out whether I see it or not. So you don't have to worry. It's not but like a comic book. Throwing, where if enough people don't see it, it gets canceled. You'll
0: Your two bits into the into the coffers.
5: Thank you. That's by my DVD. Yeah. It's
0: too late then. We need this film to do well because then we will get more X Files films, just like the comic. I'm not we sure need people.
5: I'm not sure you can go home again though. I loved the oh, show. I think you can, but I didn't particularly care for the movie, the first movie, so. Oh,
2: yeah, I don't know how many fans did. How many fans did really enjoy the first movie?
0: My hand's up. Hello? Vince oh, yeah. yeah.
5: and I think Matthew Guy, maybe. Oh! Uh, come
0: on. Not
3: shot.
1: Oh. I, I,
0: enjoyed, I, enjoyed, I
1: enjoyed the X-Files movie. It was yeah, on the big I, I,
0: I thought it was very good. But, Chris, you liked The Dark Knight, too.
1: I like so Lucas that, Black, so... That's... Lucius? Um, Lucius yeah. Fox? No,
2: Lucious the... Fox. the, the, the the kid from the X-Files movie.
5: Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Okay, I totally missed your point. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I thought Dark Knight, I thought it was better than Batman Begins. I thought it was a, a better movie. Really? Yeah, well, no, it, it, it's not, Well, it's just nice to have the origin story what out about, of
2: the way. Right, right. What about people that uh, have said that this was more like, you know, Lucius played Q to Batman's Bond, or they really didn't like Batman's voice in this movie.
1: Wah, fucking wah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, Fucking wow, Okay, that's cool.
5: No, I can live with that. I, I he has it, an affected voice, but it, mm-hmm. it, that literally is maybe the one nitpick that would make this from a score of a hundred out of a hundred to maybe a ninety-nine. There are one or two Jeez. scenes where the voice sounds really affected, but but again, it, it's such a nitpick. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I, it, I lined it up against all the other comic book movies and. Mm-hmm. There are so many more glaring things that you can bitch the, about. The, the
1: whole oh, thing with cool. with with Fox being the cue to his James Bond is that it makes sense. That that's yes, the whole, that's the whole that's the whole premise of of this Christopher Nolan created Batman world is that it makes sense. It's plausible, and right. for Bruce Wayne to have those things, he would have to have someone like that. It makes those things plausible, and yeah, if if he's going to be running around the city that he lives in, he's going to have to alter his voice. Okay, because Mm -hmm. otherwise people are going to recognize his voice. So it is an altered voice. But you know, I had um, out out of the entire what two hours thirty two hours thirty two minutes whatever it was. My only my only um, complaint about it, and it's not a complaint, um, is that I thought it was a hair too long. I would have loved to have seen them, um, and I'm gonna. I I don't want to spoil it. I, I I I wish that they had wrapped it up about 20 minutes earlier and had um, carried some stuff over into a third
5: movie. I completely agree with you. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, 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 There was a point in the movie where I thought it was about to roll credits. Yep. You know, and it didn't. So yep. I, I agree with you, but let's not spoil it.
1: Yep. So that was, that was my only thing is that I think it could, could have been 20 minutes shorter and extended so into, a, into another movie. But that's oh, it. Oh, wow. Other than that, it was perfect.
0: Okay. So
2: it was quite well, the I'm opposite all... of uh, Batman Gotham Night. did I, like okay.
1: so I like Gotham Night?
2: Okay. I like,
1: we'll, we'll,
2: mm-hmm.
1: no, I like some of it. I like some of it more than that. It was a it was a six issue anthology piece done in anime style, and some of them are great. Some of them are okay. Some of them are yeah, that's all right. But uh, you know, fifteen minutes of little like animated. Uh, that-
5: is it like that Matrix? It absolutely.
2: Sounds like that. It is, no, from absolutely. what I understand, very, 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 very much like the Animatrix.
1: Yep. Okay. And they they didn't know bones about it. That's what they were trying to do. And Brian Azarillo had my favorite written um, or or scripted episode out of all of the the six of them, even more so than the Greg Rucka one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Azarillo yeah. did an absolutely outstanding story in there. So. Cool.
0: Well, there you go. I didn't see either one of them, so I can't say anything.
1: We love you anyway. And,
0: and I'll, I'll probably wait till uh, The Dark Knight comes out on DVD to see it. I'm, I'm in no hurry.
5: Final Crisis.
0: Um, didn't, didn't like the first one. What's that? I didn't like Batman Begins. Oh, no. <laughs> no, didn't, didn't like it at all. So that's why I'm not all gung-ho to see this one.
1: Well, you probably won't like this one.
0: You never know. But I, I, I'm not going to comment on it because, like I said, I didn't see it. And then what I saw in the trailer, I can comment on that, but that's not the whole movie. So mm-hmm. I, I'll reserve uh, judgment until I see the entire thing.
2: Well, you are quite unlike many other comic book fans, my friend.
0: I guess. What are you going to do? How are you not going to
2: comment on shit you do not know?
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's not <laughs> fair. It's not fair. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: that, that'll be for another show.
0: There you go. <laughs>
4: Hey guys, it's Tom Morrison forums. i got to say I loved uh, last week's episode. I can't wait to hear the next one. And I'd like to give a, a basically a big compliment to everybody who's been on the forums. We've kept the best redhead argument going on for now. 13 days, I thought, you know, I was a bit surprised it went through the first day, let alone now up to 13 days. And truth be told, I think everyone has had some great comments. I hope we can keep that thread going, because one thing I've noticed about comics... Redheads are very popular. And well, I'm not just talking about Archie. I'm talking we they have some hot redheads. And I have to say, that's one thing that seems to be lacking in all other mediums, appreciation for redheads. Anyway, I hope to hear this later on the show. And as always, keep it, keep it being fun.
0: Let's uh, put this baby to sleep. We'll be back here. Again yeah. next week when? Eleven o'clock twenty f- three. There's nasty <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting nasty feedback from somebody, so it's a good thing we're calling it uh, a, a day. Oh, sto- tonight,
2: Storms absolutely. be damned, hopefully we'll be in uh in your podcatcher earlier than we are this week. Das right.
1: vida. Yeah. Yeah. We have a we have an iTunes review. Kiss your mother.
0: Yes. Go look for Read back issues blade. in the circle.